I listen to the black guy who tips because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're live on a Wednesday. Yes, kind of wrapping up our week. Mm-hmm. You know, ready to ready to. You know, it's our Friday, is what they say. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we have a very special guest today on the show. Um, comedian, veteran of Montreal Just for Last, Last Comic Standing, and he has a new stand-up special. Right now, you can get it on Amazon Prime. That's how I watch it, but it's on the streaming services and, and stuff, too. It's called Unknown, and the comedian is Jason Weems. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, man. Glad, glad, to, glad to see you face to face in this, uh, quarantine, man. Uh, I can see, you know, you've been having to let the quarantine hair out and the beard come all the way in. I, you know, <laughs> Yo, if, anybody, if anybody sees the special, I look like a completely different dude. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Yeah. He like, right. he, he like, he high. He got I mean, warrants. Like, yeah. I'm in witness protection. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jermaine Ween. Yeah. Got my whole Frederick Douglass fro going on. <laughs> it looks it looks good, man. It came in all black, like it's no gray in it, man. I mean, I appreciate it, brother. Thank yeah. you. You like you got three albums left in you now instead of instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we uh watched the special today, or I watched it. Karen okay. listened to it. Um, she was working okay, for another cool. room. But um, man, it's so good. Yes, dude. it is. It is fucking. It was hilarious. hilarious dude. Oh, thank you. And Thank like so it kind of breaks the mold for what we the moment we in now. It feel like a lot of people's specials are like shorter, mm-hmm. like like it's yeah. like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and I think right, I, right. I think the Rona hit too, and a lot of people put out specials because they was just like, man, I don't know if I'm ever getting on the stage again. <laughs> uh, but but this feels you know, so complete, man. It feels like yes. like a like a, a, oh, wow. a yeah. It feels like like I think it's like an hour and maybe like eleven minutes if you watch it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah really, a really yeah, old yeah. school. And it's, it's and like it's right. packed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's content the whole way through, man. No, yeah, very man. little yeah, filter. Man. Great crowd work, all that stuff. How how long did Thanks. it take you to put this special together? Um, the thing about my style of comedy is I turn over material like crazy. I mean, pretty much every six months I have a new hour. Wow. Or I have, or the contents of what could be a new hour. Right. Um, it just comes down to whether if I want to record it or not. Um, if I feel so, so tied to it that I want to, you know, make it forever. And, um, and what determines like what bits make the album like? because uh, i know it's your second stand-up special um so yeah. what so what determines what bits like were you like all right within this time period this yeah is, yeah this is the keeper for me it's just whichever ones i'm having the most fun with still and whichever ones ain't bombing so <laughs> true <laughs> yeah, true that, yeah that that's true and then it, i mean it was it was some jokes that i i wanted in the special okay. and like two nights before I ran the set in DC mm. in front of a crowd and it was a couple of jokes that always hit that like just flatlined. And I was like, no, nah, y'all can't be in the special. Y'all got to come. <laughs> come on, you and you, you and you, come on, come on. What you <laughs> Carrie, you gonna say something? I'm about to say, you was giving people their money's worth. I had a ball. Cause like I said, I was working. And so yeah, yeah. I was, I, and it, and it was hilarious cause me and my husband, we both have very hearty, heavy laughs. So, okay, yeah, it, it will be funny because we was listening at 
two different periods because you would hear me uh, in here and then i'll hear him laughing and then you would hear me laughing so i don't know uh, if people in the apartment knew but all you just hear with this sporadic laughing <laughs> both of us. we had a blast yeah i feel like i was a little ahead of karen so i was catching my last a little bit before i was like oh shit right. this, gonna, this gonna kill him this gonna kill her in a, in a second <laughs> Wait, like, you screaming to the wall it's coming yeah. it's coming <laughs> yes and, and awesome. one thing i loved about it, it was so us it was so black mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's yeah. the one thing that i really loved about it because it's like oh i can relate like i can relate yeah. to the the humor and the jokes and, yeah. and where yeah. it's coming from and and the vibe and it oh, is wow. it is nothing like because me and roger we love comedy and so, yeah. uh, cause I had seen like, uh, before I started playing, I had kind of seen you on the stage do the mm. special. Okay. And I was like, yeah. you know what? This reminds me, me of going to the, the comedy club, like old school comedy <laughs> club yeah. where you can actually yeah. just sit and eat and drink and just have, oh, for sure. like, like, you like, you go, I'm going to get my money's worth. And that's how I feel when I go, I want to oh. feel like I'm getting my yeah. money's worth. Mm-hmm. And that's literally how it, it brought me so much joy. So I'm telling everybody yes. this for y'all to please buy, 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 listen, yeah. stream. When I tell y'all, and y'all know we don't recommend no bullshit. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> we don't recommend no bullshit. Mm-hmm. And y'all know we don't bring people on here that's not funny. So yeah. it's one of the things where I want you to know that I had I had a ball. It was, and I'm not trying to be funny with the coronavirus and shit like this. I was like, oh, this is. It, 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 it. I was like, this is what I need. It was like one of those things oh, where sure. it was like, oh, the world can be normal again. As wild as that may sound, okay. it, it felt like I was kind of going back in time. Where I was like, okay, this is what the world used to be, and I'm, be. I'm I'm going to sit in this and just enjoy the moment. Amen. Amen. And that was one of the big things that we were excited about. I mean, we shot this thing at the end of 2018. Mm. And then literally a few days after we shot it, my father had a heart attack mm. and had to have quadruple bypass. Oh, man. So it went from this real, like, exciting moment because they were in the crowd. Like, yeah. you know, you saw the special or heard it. Mm-hmm. They were sitting front row, my parents, and then a couple of days later, you know, he's laid up in Johns Hopkins Hospital, you know, getting cut open. Um, so it completely shifted the focus from, you know, editing the special and post-production right. to it was just, you know, I'm at my father's side for the next three to four months. Right. Um, that pushed the project out. So then by the time we got into the editing, it took us a while to find the energy again. Right. Kind of get disconnected from a project. Mm-hmm. Um and then by the time we started pitching it, um, originally it looked like it was going to go to HBO. Mm. And then we had some, some interest with Netflix and some other folks. Um, and then the Rona hit Damn. and it just wiped out <laughs> everything. Right. Yeah. Any yeah. little email chain that you had going just ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. They're like, yeah. Um, Netflix, Netflix is like, are we even going to have any content? Like we, right. is content going to exist? Uh, we need to get back to you. We'll get back to you and let you know we're going to get the special. <laughs> Straight up. So, I mean, it's an immense blessing to have this thing come out, um, during the middle of a pandemic. And like yeah. you said, Karen, it really does remind you of a time, you know, I call it BC, you know, before Corona. Uh-huh. Yes. How- <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's, it's just one of those things of you forget how it feels to be communal with people. Right. And, you know, to sit hip to hip 
mm-hmm. and you know laugh together in a small space. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the type of energy that creates, and it's, it's really you can almost touch it. You almost feel like yes, you can touch it. Yes, that's that's <laughs> how it felt. Yes, like I could almost like yeah, yeah, yeah. reach out and touch the audience. As wild as that may sound, like even though I was listening to audio, I felt included in the room. Mm-hmm. I miss absolutely. I miss black people like in that way. Like mm-hmm. that's and that's the other thing too. It was so black, man. What was your choice to like do it in Baltimore? And you know, like it felt like you had like the community in the crowd like and by community not just like the diaspora of black community but like people like like this nigga goes my whole foods type of vibe it felt Mm -hmm. it was uh excuse me it was really um i mean baltimore is where i'm born and raised okay um as much as people have this you know notion of what baltimore is based on the wire or whatever they've seen yeah i mean it's it's aspects of that like any other major you know urban city right um but it's not you know uh specific to baltimore right um so it's one of these things that i really wanted to show my city in a different light um It was one of the reasons I chose that bench, which is a real, if you, if you pass any bus stop in Baltimore, the, the bench that you saw on the stage is mm. what you see. Mm. And it's just, it's a bench that says Baltimore, the greatest city in America on it. Mm. Um, and it, it's, it's an aspirational type of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a thing for, you know, I've got three little boys, an eight year old son and twin six year old, me and my wife. Um, so you, it's aspirational for them. It's like, you know, yeah, we are the greatest city. You know, right. the greatest city is, you know, wherever you are. It's, you know, as long as you're, you're grinding and you're putting love out and, you know, good, good energy. Um, and that's what this special was. It, I wanted it to feel like a celebration. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to feel like a homecoming in, in, in a sense, you know, you yeah. know, just folks laughing, you know, that feeling of, you know, how like when you go to a party and like after, everybody eats and the, the kitchen's all messed up that's right. like when the best conversations start right mm-hmm. it's the you know it's to me it feels like um uh it felt because it's so in a way small it's so intimate it becomes mm-hmm. it becomes universal right because everyone has that in their city like when you name like you talk about uh your neighborhood and this dude is in the crowd is like yeah you know it's like well hold up man you uh you following me home the front? like how, but right, right. but it felt like that could have been your neighbor like that dude might have seen you at the food line i don't know like it felt right, kind of right. dope like so i, I like that vibe and then i think because we, sh- so many black people, like, we kind of share community mm-hmm. no matter where mm-hmm. we at, right? We all kind of get either lumped in together or you just get, you know, if you're, even if, if you're in a white place, you end up being the black people at the cool, at the table or whatever, like, so it had, sure. it had that vibe, man, and the, and the jokes and stuff was just so fucking, like, good, and they were just, like, rolling into each other and the crowd work was so dope like it yes. just it just really felt like a family reunion or some shit where it, it's like i'm gonna yeah. bust on some on my uncle real quick and then i'm gonna bring it back you know like yeah. it feels so right, dope right, right. and that's, and that's kind of yeah I, I really wanted to go for that feel when we put it together i mean if you see the special or listen to the special like you said i mean my parents out there you know in-laws people i went to high school with oh. people i grew up with so, I mean, it's really folks who really want me to win. Right. You know, looking back at me, and when you've got that type of energy in a room, it kind of takes, you know, stuff to a higher height. Yeah, and for $40 a ticket, like, that's the, that's a lot with black people. Like, 
you like yes. your, oh, yeah. your shit has to be good you yes. know what i'm saying like if this shit was just okay funny it'd be like man i don't really fuck with jason no more man i had to spend gas and make a, you know go down yeah. go down the highway you like, be serious when we did our live show like we had to like come up uh, with we had to come up with prices for like this show of like you know we never did no shit like this mm-hmm. before and so we yeah. like, we don't know what other people charge and all this yeah. shit so like we had to sit down and come uh-huh. up with a number to be like all right if we can get this many people to pay this much we'll at least get our money back yeah. the event and planner was like go up we was yeah, like no our, no, yeah, no, our event, no our event planner was like no. listen it should be blank per ticket we was like no i feel what you're trying yeah, to say i understand but we want to see more people are going to actually come <laughs> but, like there's a ex, there's an expectation of like oh this is dope i had a great time and then there's an expectation yeah. of like these niggas better be funny and i was like i just want to get to the I, borderline yeah I, yeah I, yeah and i want the expectation <laughs> right. to be too high yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of pressure. It yes. truly is. It's so much pressure. And like you said, I mean, it was that that we felt going into the show. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is a completely self-produced, uh, you know, self-funded project. Um, black-led, you know, black-created, you know, all black creatives throughout the show, the entire the film crew. Uh, the dude who did the artwork, who's also my opening act. He's also a comedian. Mm. who's also a dope artist um so i mean uh going into it it was that pressure of okay folks paid forty dollars you know they gonna want to laugh forty dollars about their body (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then to make it even more stressful we shot that show i mean typically when you shoot a comedy special they shoot it at least two shows right so you have a fall back to cut to um with this show, we had two shows for sale. The second show had issues with the ticketing site, so we ended up having to condense into one show at the last minute. Mm. So this was shot in one take. Wow. So, I mean, it was just a straight, continuous run. Any edits that we made, you know, it may have been a flub of a word here. Right. That they may have, like, trimmed a little bit of an end off in a right. sentence or something. But I mean, what you see was the show straight from front to back. Wow, that's even more impressive, right. man. And even like with the camera work and stuff, I mean, it was on point. It was like you talked about your parents, yeah. boom, they get your parents in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the part where you like go and you got kind of meme mug the camera on the edge of the stage, like <laughs> all that, like to know that you did that in one take, dog. That's very impressive, man. Um, cause Thank you, brother. you know, if you watch a lot of these specials, which we do, you know, sometimes like, you know, and, and I think the, the like Comedy Central and stuff, especially those ones, they kind of put you through the factory, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, look, we, cool. we filming six specials tonight. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> right. you can kind of see the editing. You like, like, I don't think y'all was all at the same show. What yeah. is happening here? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this laugh ain't go with this joke. This, mm-hmm. uh, like, this reaction. Yeah. Right. But this joint felt like it felt smooth. It, I mean, yes. it, it may have even benefited you to do it in oh. one, like the one take yeah. joint. Cause, it, it felt real kinetic it just flowed the whole way man it was extremely Thank impressive you, um the other thing i wanted to know too like how long mm-hmm. have you been doing stand-up like i know you say you born and raised in baltimore um yeah. has that always been like your home base of stand-up um or you know have you ever moved out of there and stuff right um well i've always lived here um i travel quite a bit though um Although I live in Baltimore, I started comedy like in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Um, the improv in D.C. is my home club. That's kind of where I work out. 
Um, you know, kind of that's if you really want to catch me kind of in this area, that's where I am typically. Um, but then it was, uh, yeah, for, um, to, to, to double back for a second, 14 years will be my anniversary this fall. Okay. So September 27th will make, uh, 14 years for me. Wow. Um, and how long did you wait till you did that first special? Um, the first special was actually pretty relatively quickly in. So, I mean, I started at the end of 06. Mm-hmm. And I shot my first special at the end of 2010. Okay. Okay. It was about three years or so. Um, a little bit over three years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. that one was called Intellectual Property. Um, and that one ended up being like on some masterpiece shit. Like we just sold it out the trunk and, yeah. you know, hand to hands at shows. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we did good. I think we moved maybe like 2,500 units. Hey, that ain't bad uh, at all. No, and that's just, you know, setting up in lobbies after, you know, shows in comedy clubs, on the hood of my car, on sidewalks, out in front of different spots. It's like, um, rather than be like a mixtape rapper, you mixtape comedian. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, and the numbers, I mean, the, the good news about that, the bad news, obviously, is you got to do all the investment, right? But, right, the, but the, front, yeah. the good news is you get to keep the money. You know what I'm saying? That's what people people sleep on. Is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Ain't no cuts. Everything goes out, but it's all coming back too. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you have to do that. I remember when I was uh trying to rap when I was younger, like every black man. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I remember I used to sell my mixtapes for like five dollars, but and I really was just doing it to have fun. But at some point, yeah. I was like, you know what though? I could get used to this. Like. I know that sure. I know the cliche joke was like these niggas selling mixtapes in the food line parking lot and stuff, but I'm like, I mean, if it, hey, it, it's five to me, you know what I'm saying? Two for ten, let's hey. go. Ain't that wrong with food line? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but yeah, so that was that's when you did the first special, and then um, so you say you uh, you've mostly worked in D.C. and Baltimore. How far apart are they? Uh, about an hour. Okay. So I mean, like when I first started stand up. I mean, I used to teach kindergarten. I used to teach school here in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me once. I'm going to take my inhaler real quick. No problem. I want to die, I want to die again. Right. Peace. Yeah. We, 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 we coming to that. that. Yeah, we coming to that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, when I first started, it was literally I, I was teaching school. Mm. And I would get off of school in Baltimore and drive to D.C. every single night. Wow. And I did that, you know, seven nights a week for wow. probably six years. Wow. Um, hey, my wife just handed me water. Look at that. Look at that. Black That's, love. Listen, Come okay. Come baby. Come on. A black Come queen. Where's she at? Yeah, hey, baby. <laughs> you love to see it. You better get it. You love oh. to see it. <laughs> Thank you for the hydration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black women be knowing. They do. They be, they be knowing. I think my husband dying upstairs. <laughs> my black, my black wife sense is tingling. That's hilarious. Um, yep. Yeah, so yeah, I, I drove back and forth like crazy those first couple years in an in an attempt to make up lost time. So mm. like, I wanted to start stand up when I was in college. But I was like too scared to do it. Right. Um, 
I did it one time in in college. I'm, it was a dude who went to college with me at Morgan State University in Baltimore. Shout out to MSU, greatest HBCU in the land. Shout um, out. I feel you. Yes. Fayetteville State. We both went to Fayetteville State mm-hmm. down here. So we right. HBCU, HBCU love up in here. You know what I'm saying? Get like us. So, uh, yeah, the first show I did, um, I bombed terribly. Mm. I mean, like bad, bad. Like it was like a real hood show. <laughs> uh, it was like, I mean, a real hood show. This was in, if y'all remember, like when Freddie Gray happened here in Baltimore. Yeah. Was the uprising, and it was like this iconic scene of these kids coming out of a high school throwing rocks at the police. Yeah, and that high school is where I was at doing this comedy show. It Damn. was that high school, which oddly enough is called Frederick Douglass High School. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> at least they, hey, look, at least they ain't throw rocks at you though. I mean, it could have right, been worse. Right. And I remember I, I was mad scared, and I came out on stage and. The DJ brought me out to Jay-Z, nigga what, nigga who, Mm -hmm. and I came out, it was all hype, and I told this joke, it was right when Training Day was out, and I was like, uh, y'all, don't y'all know the movie Training Day? And the crowd was like, yeah! I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if Little Bow Wow was in it, it'd be called Potty Training Day. (laughs) 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 Yo! That joint was going to destroy. <laughs> when I say no one laughed, like no one laughed, and it, 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 it shook me so bad, I said good night and walked off stage. <laughs> walked off stage. So then I went back. I went backstage, and it was all these comics, like veteran cats, who I know now. And they were clowning me. They was like, yo, shorty bomb. Yeah. Yo, they was laughing and you know how black folks do. Yeah. Like, was- <laughs> That's obviously, so, I mean, in a weird way, is bet, like, if I have my choice of seeing a comedy show, mm-hmm. I, I only want to see motherfuckers kill or, or, bomb. or bomb that bag. Like, cause either way, I got yeah. my, to me, I got my money's worth. I know, like, most either audience way. members think, like, no, nah, I'd rather have, like, a mediocre 20 minute. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. Yeah. The- I would have, I would have been laughing at that shit for weeks. Ever, yes, like this. And then the nigga just walked off. Like I would have been, oh yes. man, I would have died. We'd have been sharing it with everybody and their mama. Yeah. I never forget. Right. We went to Charleston, South Carolina, and we were just walking around. Yeah. And we was yeah. like, let's go in this place to eat. So we was actually eating. We didn't know right. it was gonna turn into a comedy show. So we were yeah. eating, and they was like, anybody want to come on stage to tell jokes? So right. we were sitting there like, oh, oh okay, because right. we didn't know what was happening, but we kept eating our food. I was like, bitch, I paid for it, so I'm going to eat yep. my food. And so um, this one dude got up there, and he was terrible. terrible. And me and Roderick were dying. We were cackling. Everyone, we else were in the rest- cackling. everyone else in the restaurant was quiet as shit. Yes. We was, about all, to, we was about to all, die. All they could hear was us in the, who was at the back of the restaurant? So dying. all you could hear was us was just Busting out laughing. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's right. A, we got me, y'all and me and my wife, we gotta get together. Cause yeah. we gonna be ignorant together. Yes. <laughs> it was so good cause like, uh, he, and what well, I like, the jokes were terrible. Like, I can't even remember the jokes. But at one point, yeah. he, he was bombing so bad, he was just like, man, I drove all the way from Ohio to be here. And we just, And that just made us laugh harder. <laughs> Don't ask Funny. me why. It, it well, you just made your personal confessions on the right. mic. Yes. <laughs> like, 
it was just his inner monologue at one point it wasn't no jokes but it was just like i can you know i shouldn't even be doing this man i'm right <laughs> i miss my ship at the chicken oh, plant oh, she said it right yeah oh you've been dead three years now <laughs> i'm supposed to get my phd i'm fucking around driving up yeah it was right. so good it was so good my bad but but yeah tell us more about the first night the older comedians was oh, roasting no, no. so yo what's crazy about that story is i went off stage everybody laughing at me in the back in the green room so at that point it was just a bunch of dudes and my pride kicked in right and i, I was like no it ain't going out like this so i told the dj and the host i said bring me back out again Oh, so they was like, it was like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, bring me out. And at this point, this was the first time I had ever done stand up. Like, oh my ever. god! Oh my god! But I was, I was just trying to be confident, like I seen cats do on Comic View and different right. stuff. So I said, bring me out. And it was like, <laughs> oh, serious. Fucking, yeah. hey, look, lose yourself by Eminem, start playing and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the back, jumping up and down, getting hyped, breathing hard. Yeah. So they was like, all right. So they brought me back out. Same exact song. Yo, nigga, what? <laughs> nigga, who? So I come back out all hype. I'm coming out like, what's up, y'all? What's up? <laughs> and like, people kind of clap again. Right. I grab the mic with all this like attitude. And I'm like, it's, it's one of my kids' mics. And right. I was like, what's up, y'all? <laughs> they like, hey. like, hey, and I'm like, wouldn't it be crazy if Lil Bow Wow was in training <laughs> day? No, you did the same fucking joke. The same. My mind was so locked into the set, I couldn't get out of that order. Like oh, I no. couldn't tell. I, I couldn't get to the second joke without telling that first joke. <laughs> and I, I said, I said the joke again, and it bombed even worse. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't boo you. Right? You know how we do. Yeah. I got on stage and I literally, I was so embarrassed. Right. I waited until the entire auditorium emptied out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you can't, you can't, you can't be that, you can't go stand by the door and sell no, no, no. You got, you got to wait, you got to just leave. Like you like, lock yourself in the bathroom underneath the table. Where was you? You gotta leave like when somebody like yeah. when somebody blow up the bathroom at work and they just try to slide out. You gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally I hid on these back staircase, and then when my I called my homeboy who was there in the crowd, and I told him to pull his station wagon around by the dumpsters. <laughs> and he because I'm trash. Come get me by the trash. <laughs> I'm trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I pulled up, he pulled up by the dumpsters, I laid in the back, in the back of the station where it flat, like this. Did you I laid out flat in the they had to sneak. So they had to see me. They had to sneak them out, like like how they had to sneak out, like the Beatles and shit. Yes. <laughs> and he just drove off into the darkness, and I'm in the back, laid flat, breathing slowly and quietly. And he, yo, he just dropped me off. We ain't say goodbye or nothing. I just got out the car. I just walked away. Yo. Yo, I thought our relationship was over. I was like, he ain't gonna talk to me no more. I just lost my best friend. Uh, oh man. Dog, it's a miracle. It's a miracle you still doing stand up. It's honestly it's like starting there is so low it's nowhere to go but up so in a way it's almost better to start you know what I'm saying? Like this was my worst day ever. 
and then yeah. i did day number two you know what i mean absolutely <laughs> oh but, man but but that show was so traumatizing to me i didn't get back on stage for six years i don't i can you. imagine i can imagine dog six years because i was that was my junior year of college so i was like 20 maybe 19 turning 20 i didn't get back on stage till i was about to turn 26 wow and, yeah and it was just one of these things of my wife, my now wife, you know, we met at, in college at Morgan State and, uh, you know, we was homeboy and homegirl mm-hmm. and, you know, it just grew into something else. And then, you know, we ended up having kids. And so she was been with me through me being at Morgan and the, the dream kind of, you know, being realized and, you know, the whole manifestation of it. And when I first started stand up, for years, that six year period, but when I bombed and when I started again, people would come up to us, like we'd be in the mall and like me and my wife be walking and somebody come up to us that knew us from Morgan. Mm. And I always used to tell everybody, as soon as I graduate, you know, I'm going to do comedy. Mm. So everybody knew this. So people would come up to us in the mall, like, oh, Jason, what's up, man? It's good to see y'all. Like, man, oh, you doing stand up? And I was straight lie to him. I was like, yeah, I've been out here. I'm out here. <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely doing stand-up comedy. And, and my wife would be standing next to me, right. looking at me like, nigga, you lying. <laughs> you just gonna keep lying in front of my face. Like, wow. You gonna keep right in front of my salad? Right in front of my whole self. Yeah. Um, so it got oh, to man. a point where I was literally, I felt like my woman was losing respect for me. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just in the sense of I've been talking about this being my dream, but I'm not chasing it anymore because mm. I had this horrible first experience. You should get some t-shirts made that just say potty training day. You know what I'm saying? Potty, yo, I should. <laughs> for like the 20th anniversary. Yes, yes. <laughs> of, that, of that fateful evening. <laughs> hey, I'm surprised people went walking up to you in the mall like, hey, potty training day. What's it's up, him. It's him. <laughs> It's him. Right. Hey, hey, come on, it's him. Say it. Right. We'll take a picture with you. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I was at the show. Right. Um. Oh man. Yeah. So it was one of them joints of uh. Yeah, we that, that first special got shot and I bombed. Or I mean, I bombed. You know, got back on stage six years later. Um, and it was a thing of just trying to make up for lost time. Like, you know, I felt like those six years were, like, crucial in my development. And I felt like I had to work in dog years. Mm. So it was like, that's why it was, you know, seven nights a week, you know, for basically pretty much about four and a half, five years. And that's that hour hour commute. I mean, that's, like, basically two hours a night, right? Like, two hours a night. Wow. Yeah. And then I would do maybe two or three sets a night. I would just bounce around the city, get up as many times as I could. Wow. Um, now, is the comedy for- scene in Baltimore, like, even comparable to D.C.? Or is it, like, was it, or was you like, in case I have another potty training day incident, I don't want to be, be in the same city. Same city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> these, niggas, these niggas might see me at church. I can't. Church, I can't. right, right. <laughs> They're going to see me at food line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's potty training day, y'all. Look at this nigga. Like, yeah, no, I'm yeah, good. I'm right. I don't want them to recognize. Yeah, I don't want them to recognize me in the frozen food section. No, thank you. <laughs> right. Um, it was a uh, DC scene is more vibrant than Baltimore's. Okay. Okay. Um, 
it was then and it still is now. Um, Baltimore has a growing scene. Um, there's definitely, when I started, you might be able to get up in this city maybe three times a week. That's over the course of seven days. But now you typically can get up most nights in Baltimore, you know, sometimes two times a night. Okay. Um, D, but D.C. is a whole nother animal. Like, I mean, it, if you really hustle, you can probably get up, you know, hit four mics a night. Um, wow. I mean, that's Sunday through, you know, Sunday again. It's just, you know, <clears throat> a lot of rooms, you know, a lot of foot traffic, um, you know, a lot of places where these rooms are set up. You know, people are just out, you know, moving. Well, this is before Rona hit, but I mean, people used to be out. Um, So, I mean, it really proved to be invaluable to me when I was really kind of, you know, trying to make up for that lost time. Um, Mm -hmm. Then my kids were born probably about four years into me starting stand up. Um, My first was born 2011. And then my focus shifted. It was like, you know, it went from being on stage seven nights a week to I'm not going out at all. Right. It was, so I was always out to just completely disappearing. Mm. Um, and we had shot the last special intellectual property, probably maybe about two weeks right before we found out that my wife was pregnant. Mm. Um, so by the time that came out, um, you know, my son was born and people were still hitting me with like show requests. Like, you know, Mm. Hey, can you come perform? But I didn't want to go out and perform an hour that I had just recorded. Right. Um, and I hadn't been on the scene working out new material because I had been home <laughs> with my son. So it, it actually it ended up being a blessing because it changed my style completely. I used to be more, you know, straight joke, joke, back to back, at least when I initially started. But now my style is real fast and loose. Um, it's real organic. Um, I really kind of mold to, you know, the energy in the room. Um, there are literally some nights when I go on stage and do an hour and a half and not do one joke. I mean, it's just straight riffs and crowd work and, you know, just feeding off the energy and reacting to, you know, real time situations. Um, so when my son was born, my style kind of switched to that. Um, because I didn't have a new hour. So I would just talk shit to 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 kind of ma- right. <laughs> to kind of to make you forget that I didn't have an hour. Right. Yeah. I don't think he worked on no jokes, but that was pretty good. That was, I actually had a really good time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, like, so you know, you get your first album in the can. Um, you know, uh, you got the kids now. Um, mm-hmm. Like then there's this period where i know um the podcast first day back covered it um right there's this night where you uh because i you know you took your hair a couple times i also i grew up with asthma i outgrew it at like like teenage years or some shit i don't i don't know why i just left it just left i don't know um but but um it was but like i as someone that grew up with asthma like one thing that used to kill me i don't know if you even experienced this um Uh but comedy used to kill me because laughing gave me asthma attack right yeah Mm. it used to fuck me up but i love comedy like it was one of the few times in my house where like my dad is letting me listen to cussing and shit like and i would be in the house on a saturday night that's back when hbo was like it you know what i'm saying it's like oh 
you know so i'm like oh wait did uh robert townsend got a new special coming out chris rock sinbad um uh, like talking so, my language now yeah yes. so i uh damon wayne's killed me literally about killed yeah, me boss. like that's special mm-hmm. to this day that's special like it, i just remember laughing so hard my parents was like no you know, like you are, <laughs> you literally will die if we don't. Like uh, we will be irresponsible parents. We will record it, okay? It's right, on, it's you on can the watch VCR, it later. But as of uh, right now, take your ass. They had to turn on the hot water in the shower. I had to go in. Sleep. I, I had to go in there get my lungs right, and it's like now go lay down because right. you can't you can't die listening to Damon Wayans. But yeah, so uh, so like even the irony of being in a comedic field is almost funny because you know laughing performing takes a lot out of you in the first place so uh you're at this you're at you're 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 doing uh stand up and you have an asthma attack is it on stage it was literally on stage Mm. so i mean everything you just described literally hit home like exactly i mean i've I've had asthma as long as i can remember Mm. You know, fought it. You know, used to miss whole semesters of school and elementary school because I'd be in the hospital admitted. Mm-hmm. You know, went through tons of painful procedures and all the types of stuff. You know, I can vividly remember my father still carrying me up the sidewalk in his arms, mm-hmm. and like I just feel like limp. And I'm yeah. like eight years old, and just seeing the sky as he's carrying me, and just hoping I don't die. Like yes. I remember though. Dog, one time my mom took me for a walk um it had just rained and mm-hmm. so she took me outside and you know in, in, in north carolina you know it's, it's normally pretty warm so yeah. it rained and everything was real it like cooled down real quick and then you know still so that right. was it was like the outside was a big ass humidifier and she just took me for a little walk and that uh-huh. shit worked the same thing the tub pouring hot water in the shower and stuff the fumes from that hot tea like i just remember all this shit like in addition to this pump, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right, right. We, like we are trying to save your motherfucking life with like whatever it takes. Here's some honey and some tea. Drink this shit. Like it was. I, I feel like I feel like I know the struggle is what I'm trying to say, brother. You know one thing about black folks. Black folks would be creative. It's like, look, are we gonna find a way to fix this? But we uh, ain't gonna buy all this expensive ass medicine these white folks is talking about. But we gonna oh, fix oh, this shit. Oh, I don't care about. Yes, I don't right. care if I got to wrap your ass right. up in titties. We like, can fix this. Put, put this Vicks on your chest. Let me get a hot. Yes, Vicks. Lay a hot towel on your back, and then we are gonna right. figure right. this out. Take, take these sweet potatoes to the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get suck it right out of you. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> rub your. And let it get on in there. Yes. <laughs> Niggas be like, rub your feet on these onions, onions? and we right. gonna make this shit work today. <laughs> I have no idea if it worked because of that. I don't know. I'm alive, so I'm, I'm counting it. I'm counting it as working, but I have no idea. Yeah, yo, my parents used to put sliced up potatoes in my socks to suck the fever out. See, hey. And I was like, I would wake up and they'd be brown, but I'd be like, I don't know if I just got some dirty ass feet or, <laughs> or, or it really killed the sickness. Right. Um, <laughs> that placebo medicine, dog. That that's. Simple. <laughs> put these yeah, put, if he believe it work it works okay it works. <laughs> <laughs> amen um yeah so you, yeah may 3rd the night you talking about um i drove to philly um so philly's you know two hours from baltimore okay. and 
<clears throat> I drove up and it was a show that I was supposed to close out, you know, do 45 to 60 at the end of the show. Mm. And uh it was weird. Like nothing felt different about that night. Mm. Like it didn't feel ominous. It didn't feel, you know, sometimes on movies, like when somebody, you know, dies, they about to walk out the house. And they're like, you know, I got a bad feeling about this baby. I'm going to stay <laughs> Jason was getting in the car. Was, a change gonna come. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Spike Lee shot. It's yeah. just the slow step. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm Yeah, everything was fine. He got in that bitch whistle while you work. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, in the movie though, Spike Lee gonna do the dolly, and he gonna be just holding the mic, staring forward slowly, and then be like, "Oh, this way he about to die on stage, y'all." Here <laughs> <laughs> come. Um, so yeah, I literally, I driven up to Philly and it was actually a great night. Typically I'm like fighting in traffic on 95 and I'm cussing mm. and I'm stressed out and I'm calling the booker right. telling them like, you know, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Right. Uh, I mean, it's been times where, you know, I, I'm so late to the show because of, you know, I'm a father. Right. So, you know, a lot of times you know, I'm trying to wait until, you know, my wife would get home from work and we're like mm. switching out. So, you know, it's been times where I pull up to clubs and I can't find parking. So, like, another comic will run out and, like, jump in my car mm. and I run in and go on stage real quick. Mm. Um, so, it was one of those situations. Like, I drove up. It was uh, very peaceful. Mm. It was a good drive. I had a, I got a parking space right in front of the venue. Like, I was feeling good. I was I'm about to kill this shit. Mm. I went in. I was comfortable as fuck. I'm sitting over in the corner talking to people. The show's going on, and then right before I went up on stage, um, the booker of the show came to me, and she gave me two drink tickets. Mm. And she was like, uh, you know, here you go. Check, you know, you're going on in five minutes. Mm. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went over to the bar, and I think I had ordered something. They didn't have it. So I was mm. like, you know, just give me a red wine. Mm. So they gave me a little glass of red wine. I took like half a sip of it, and then they were announcing me. So... They're like, you know, give it up Jason Williams. And at that point, the crowd all night had just kind of been like, like mid grade. Mm. Nobody had really busted them wide open. You know, nobody was bombing, but it wasn't, it wasn't uproarious laughter. Mm. Um, and whenever I'm on a show like that, I take it as a personal challenge to create uproarious laughter. Right. So I went on stage and like probably like 30 seconds in, like it's, I'm, I'm destroying. I mean, people are screaming, mm. and it just feels like I can typically tell. You know how, like, when Jordan was playing, and he used to say, like, it was some nights where he felt like the rim was like ten yeah. feet wide, yeah, and like no matter what he threw up, it was gonna go in. Mm. Um, it felt it was one of those nights mm. where I was like, "Oh, I'm about to fuck these people up," yeah. like. Cause, <laughs> If y'all laughing this hard 30 seconds in, right. like, wait till I get to some real stuff. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm feeling confident. And then, like, during, like, a huge laugh break, like, the crowd is, like, laughing so hard and so long that I literally just had to stand in the silence, in, in my silence, and mm-hmm. wait for them to calm down. Yeah. And it, in me standing there, I felt an asthma attack coming on. Mm. So... It's literally, I'm standing there, this crowd, I mean, people are stomping their feet, people clapping, you know, be pushing each other, you know, uh, it's really like a good, like a celebratory moment. Mm-hmm. And it felt so weird because I could see that through my eyes, 
but internally I felt like my world was closing in. Mm. Like, um, so like people are like dying. And so I tried to say the next line of the next joke or whatever the next thought that came to my mind was. And I didn't even have enough breath to properly finish oh, saying it. Okay. Um, now, so they, I, at this point, do they think this part of the, the act or are they, or are they like, oh no, something is wrong? They did initially, because initially I pulled out my inhaler and I took it on stage. Oh, okay. They're like, when damn, this nigga it. got props too? Oh my god. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> he took it to the when next level. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. They laughed harder when I puffed it initially. Yeah. And, and it scared me. I was like, oh shit, it's these types of motherfuckers. Right. Uh, <laughs> that I'm was, gonna, I'm gonna drop dead and they're gonna be like, that's part of the joke. Too. That, that actually, I mean, look, in the comic view era, that actually would have been a dope tag to all your punchlines. Like the new yeah. Shucky Ducky Quack Quack would be that motherfucker and, and oh, Halo yeah, like, yeah. oh, he killing him tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was at the show. And I could feel the attack coming. Um, and then I said goodnight and I walked off stage. Mm. And it was very abrupt. And the host was looking like, you know, like, what the fuck's going on? I, I was supposed to have like 50 minutes left in the set. Mm. So they were looking at me like, like, what's going on? <laughs> and I made a, I made, I made a beeline for the door. Um. And, you know, I was thinking some fresh air may help. Yeah. Mm. And I got outside and I puffed my inhaler like crazy, like damn near emptied it. Mm. You know, just puff after puff after puff. And it just kept getting tighter and tighter. Mm. Um, then one of the wait staff came out, um, a guy, and he was like, you know, do you have any medicine or anything in your car? So I travel in my, one of my little travel bags. Mm. I keep a nebulizer and some prednisone and mm. some other stuff. Um, so I gave him the keys. He got to the trunk, which, you know, was right, pretty much right in front of the venue, gets it out. At that time, then I heard another voice. At this point, I'm on my knees, literally, on the sidewalk. Right. And I could hear a voice over my shoulder, and it was a woman. And it was, she said, you know, I'm a doctor. You know, I was in the crowd. Um, you know, I can see that you're having trouble breathing. Started asking me all these, you know, medical questions. Mm. Um, obviously I didn't have enough breath to, you know, complete sentences or talk. So I'm kind of trying to wheeze, I'm wheezing and trying to talk through all mm. of this. Um, shout out to doctors, by the way, cause shout the doctors, you know, they, they really be doing shit where they off the clock, man. A lot of us wouldn't do like when I worked at right. McDonald's, if it was like a fucking, I don't know, a French fry emergency somewhere, they would be on their own, right. dog. Like, they be on their own, right. <laughs> like, Nick, you better show up to McDonald's. Doctors, really, they really be in like an airplane. It's like, we need a doctor. It's like, damn, I got it. Crazy. <laughs> right, I, right. I can't let you die. They better than me. Yeah, man. But she jumped in, and uh, at that point, I was kind of going in and out of consciousness. Mm. So, what from what I can remember, I remember them taking me back into the venue. I remember like a bunch of people kind of like around me, like audience members, and you know the mm. staff, and the, you know the people from the bar, and everything. I remember them trying to plug up the nebulizer. Mm. And it's hilarious. Uh, the last thing I remember hearing before I guess I collapsed was, how do you plug this thing up? Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I was about to ask you what the hell a nebulizer was. Right, right, right. Somebody's Somebody, like, oh, the battery is backwards. And then you just pass out. See, that would, that would have been me. 
be like, anybody got a, a, a double D? What the hell is a double D? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't plug into a USB cord. No, <laughs> no, right. Um, so from what I'm told, you know, I, I literally collapsed right then, the venue right then. Um, you know, hit my head on the ground and coded right in the venue. Mm. Um, you know, no heartbeat or pulse for five minutes. Wow. Um, so you know. All of this now, from what I'm told, you know, all of this is just third point, third party, you know, uh, accounts. But, you know, from what I'm told, you know, he said, you know, at that point, you know, the woman who ended up saving me, um, she even told me that she didn't think that I was going to make it, the doctor. Mm. You know, she said, you know, she was doing, um, you know, the chest compressions, you know, after Mm. like a minute and a half and I showed no signs of, you know, uh, you know, breathing that she really, you know, didn't think that it was going to end favorably. Mm. Um, but she just kept doing it because that was her medical training. Right. Mm. Um, so she did it long enough that she kept me viable. And so the medics came. Right. Um, and they were able to, you know, do some stuff on the scene. And I think they just hit me with something kind of tube in my neck and did some kind of probably a shot of epinephrine, a bunch of other stuff. Um, but then I woke up in a Philadelphia hospital uh, 16 hours later mm. um, on a ventilator in hand restraints and labeled unknown. Damn. Wow. Which is the title of the album. You know, like, Which is the title? Yeah. It's the title of the special. Yep. Um, and that kind of comes from, it's kind of a three-part thing. So when they got me from the venue, I don't know what happened in the transportation, but they must have misplaced my wallet. They had my wallet at the mm-hmm. hospital, but they must have misplaced it because they had me listed as unknown on my name bracelet, mm-hmm. um, which ended up calling up causing a lot of confusion because when I dropped in the venue, everyone was freaking out. They was right. like, you know, we got to call his family, mm-hmm. you know, but my phone was locked. Right. So it was like, you know, how do we get in touch with them? So then this is why I'm so thankful for social media because people just started tweeting and posted on Facebook, you know, who knows that Jason Williams comedy family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it bounced around a bunch until it got to one of my homeboys who lived here in Baltimore and he came and notified my wife. Um, but even when she got the news, when she called the hospital and asked, you know, you know, where's my husband, Jason Williams? They was like, they told her that, you know, there's, there's no one here by that name. Mm. So, you know, she had to drive to Philly in the middle of the night under the impression that I was already dead or dying. Right. Um, that I may not even be at the hospital that she was driving towards. Right. Um, so it was a whole lot of kind of factors in play. Um, so unknown, the name of the special, it, it literally comes from that name bracelet. Right. Um, but then it also speaks to, you know, I've been doing stand up for, you know, almost 14 years. You know, uh, you know, I've had some success, you know, you know, just for laughs and NBC and, you right. know, done some stuff with HBO, but you know, I'm not a, you know, a household name just yet. Right. So, you know, it's, un- it's unknown in that sense. Mm-hmm. And then the third kind of part of it is, you know, if you look at the city, of, uh, you know, at the special and you see this, you know, the bench in the city, the middle of the stage, you know, mm-hmm. Baltimore is really, you know, kind of like shining a light on my city. Mm-hmm. Um, where Baltimore is not known for, you know, it's not known for comedy. It's mm-hmm. not known for, I mean, you got a few p- 
people, you know, Monique's from Baltimore and different right. folks. Um, but it's not, you know, an entertainment hub. Mm. Um, but there's some world class artists that live within the city. Just like I'm sure it's world class artists that live in Fayetteville right. or, you know, yeah. it's people here, you know. So it was kind of a way of saying, you know, hey, look over here. There's yeah. something happening. Put the city, try to put the city on the map a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially doing the special there, you know, like that's dope. And then, um, like, and then also the thing is too, like, once you get to the hospital, you know, thank y'all, y'all saved my life, obviously. But then mm-hmm. there's a part where, and I think this is so relevant to the day, the fucking medical yeah. debt, start, you start thinking about the bill. And, you know, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, it's like, I'm not worried about the bill, y'all whatever y'all need to do to make sure i'm safe so i can leave this motherfucker cool yeah but but yeah. in a, in the world we got it's like how much yeah. how much is this applesauce uh absolutely yeah. I, i'll starve you know like <laughs> you ain't got to give me that i'll re- right. take, 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 right. take that on my tab <laughs> wait two 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 advil is what now because i can go to cvs and just get a whole thing of advil like no hospital advil a hundred bottles of pill like a hundred dollars a bottle or whatever it's like so yeah what what happens what takes place there once you start thinking about this bill piling up well it was that i mean it was like you know like i said you know i grew up with asthma so i i remember seeing my parents get you know ignorant hospital bills you know when i was a kid you know they would take me and i'd be in a hospital for you know an emergency room for it might be four hours and then we get a bill for you know six thousand dollars or something silly um so those types of things have always been in my mind. And then, you know, when I became an adult, you know, and got my own insurance, you know, I had similar experiences, you know, where I would go in for, you know, a quick thing and then it, you know, it's 2500 or right. whatever. So, I mean, that was like really at the forefront. And then one of my twins has asthma. Mm. Um, and probably about a year before my attack, he had an asthma attack mm. and we had to rush him to the ER. And I mean, they kept him overnight. I mean, didn't do, it, it put an IV in just to have right. it in case of needing it for fluids. Right. But they didn't do hardly anything. He basically just laid in the bed all night. Right. And that ended up being like, like four grand. Yeah. Just to um, observe you. And I, I mean, not, you know, I'm thankful, you know, honestly, <laughs> I'd rather not be dead, but that, that, right. that motherfucking bill is coming, dog. And that's even with insurance. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> if you got insurance, you're getting fucked. It is what it yeah. is. I mean, when I died, you know, we had insurance, you know, it was a, a, a commercial plan through, you know, care first and mm-hmm. everything else. And I still got a bill for $61,000. Woo! Mm. 61 grand. And I was in the hospital for maybe an hour, a total of maybe about 20 hours altogether mm. from when they first picked me up and, you know, until I, you know, I ended up having to send, you know, sign, uh, what was it called? Uh, AMA forms against medical advice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because, because they don't the want to be accountable if something happens to you once you walk out that door. They're gonna be like, nope, yeah, nope, right, exactly. Um, but we knew it was that type of situation. Um, and also, I didn't want to be in Philly in this hospital, you oh, know. For right. if, if any, and I told the doctors that I was <laughs> like, you know, let me go back to Baltimore. At least I'm closer to my family and my kids. Right. right. In the event that something does go south you know folks don't got to drive two and a half hours Mm -hmm. you know when i could be right here um 
So it was one of those types of situations. But I mean, that was literally one of my first thoughts when I woke up. It was just like, I told my wife, I, I, and I had the, the, the ventilator in, so the tube right. was still in my throat. So I couldn't talk. So I motioned to her for a pen and some paper, and I just wrote down, like, get me out of here. Like, mm. check out. And when the doctors came, you know, it turned into like, it, it was, you know, I mean, they weren't rude, but I mean, it was right. an argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, and I understood their position. Right. Because it was like, you know, I, I did die just a <laughs> few hours ago. <laughs> I mean, they had a point. You know what I'm saying? They, they had, had a point. Honestly, but, right. Uh, <laughs> it's like, but if, if I got to pay back uh, 120000 it's going to kill me too. So like, it's just slower yeah. death, but it's still exactly. death. Like, I need to get out yeah. of here. I'm going to die monthly. Right. Come <laughs> on. This thing got installment plans of death and shit. No, right. I'm good. I'm good on this one, bro. Come but, on. But, that- so, like, that, did your wife drive you back that night or the, I guess it's 16 hours later, so that next night or whatever? Yeah. So, it was kind of like that next morning, kind of like mid-morning. And, mm. uh, thankfully, my parents live, you know, pretty close to us. So, they had driven over in the middle of the night. Mm. And so, she kind of jumped in the car, drove to Philly. They came here so that my kids had somebody to wake up to. Right. And, you know, just kind of keep the house cool. Um, so, yeah, she drove up and then, yeah, we drove back. And But the thing is, I still had a car that I had driven up. Oh, yeah. That, that was parked up outside of this venue. So, um, but my wife didn't feel comfortable with me driving my own car. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I don't blame her. Because we know with the with the asthma attack, it was so severe, it caused cardiac arrest. Right. So you know the doctors was like, you know, you could go back and you know it, it could recur. It mm-hmm. could, you know, um, you know. Thankfully, it didn't. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah. We so we drove home that same that morning, and it was just, it was weird. It was just one of these feelings of, like when I was driving, I remember one of the main thoughts that I had was like, just the world doesn't stop. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. that same cook, that Sam Cook was playing. Yeah, it's <laughs> just mm-hmm. like on to the next one, man. Like it's really, yeah, uh, yeah. It, I think it's um, damn, who is it that got this song? But uh, I think about it all the time. But um, it's a rap group. I want to say it's UGK, and they got that song. Uh-huh. One day you here, and then you gone. Mm-hmm. it really be like that man one day you here and the next day you just ain't here, and everybody got to mm-hmm. figure out what to do with, without exactly. you here no more. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those moments of that. It was just, we were real quiet. You know, she was driving. I was looking out the window. Um, Change we got don't that. come. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was born by the river. Born by the river. <laughs> in a little tent. <laughs> Yo, that's my joint. Every time I see that, I just tear up. Right? It's the shit, man. I put my hands flat on the table and just stare out the window. Like, yep. it's just real that, stuff. That, it fit for the, uh, you about to die, you almost die. It fit for all the death, like, all, all the death of them. shit. All the death, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and nah. then, yeah, when I got home, then it just went, I mean, that's the crazy thing about being a parent. It's like it's no days off. Mm-mm. Right. Them kids don't care. So as soon as we came through that front door, it was like, hey, daddy. Mm-hmm. And they, they they didn't know about what happened. They mm-hmm. just knew my mom pop up were there, and so was trying to kind of you know uh, integrate myself back into the house. But like I felt very weird for a long time. Yeah, um, to the point where I was going to therapy for it. You know, just trying to figure out because just knowing that she was dead, 
like like your your skin looks different to you. Yeah. Like you feel like some like you feel like things don't work in you right anymore. Yeah. Um I mean so, it would it's almost like it would have been better off if you felt bad. You know what I'm saying? Like like right. it, like if you was like, man, I shouldn't even go out here, but I guess I'm gonna go and then something happened and you're like, Well shit, that's what I get. As opposed yeah. to like I was killing. Everything was fine. Like, uh, it's a, yeah. you know, I was out there fucking getting the best parking spot. No traffic. Just fucking a, lo- yeah, 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 a lovely yeah, yeah, day yeah. was playing. And then boom. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that would fuck with anybody, bro. Absolutely. And that's how I felt. Cause I mean, and for me, stand up, when I'm off stage, I'm a fairly quiet person. Mm. I mean, I like to sit back, observe people, mm. you know, that's kind of where the comedy comes from. That's where the stand-up comes from. Right. It's from observing. I think if you look really at your most, at your greatest comics, whether it's, you know, you're, you're looking at Chappelle or Rock or, you know, Damon Wayans, any of these mm-hmm. folks, these people really are students of life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you got to learn how to talk or you got to learn how to listen more than you're talking. I mean, so it, it, that's typically when I'm off stage, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing a little bit, but I'm, right. I'm really just kind of taking things in. Um, and there was a situation of, uh, I'm sorry, I completely blanked on why the hell we were no, saying this. No, no, it was, we was just talking about how you could be here and then, and then one, uh, the next moment, minute you gone, but it's like, uh-huh. you weren't feeling bad. You just had like this moment of like, boom, like it was, instead of it oh, being right, like, right, I'm right, sick right, 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 right. or whatever, yeah. you know? And it was, yeah, like you said, it was, it's, it, it was such a stand up for me is typically my safe space. Right. Like, you know, typically when I'm off stage, you know, I'm a pretty reserved person. Um, I'm typically recording when I'm mm-hmm. off stage. When I go on stage, I hit my play button and then I'm reporting. Like right. then everything that I saw, now I'm throwing it back out um, with like little twists and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to die on stage in the place where I'm typically most comfortable it felt it felt very intrusive mm. like it almost felt it's the feeling that people describe like when someone breaks into your house and you come home and like the house is all messed up and like it's just that feeling of knowing someone else was in your space right like right. you know that they touched your things or they went through your drawers mm-hmm. or you know it's, it was that type of feeling it, i felt violated mm. by this asthma attack i felt I was pissed for a while, like like how dare you right like, a- approach me while I'm at work? Right. Like it was. Like, <laughs> as, listen, I ask you to come here. Asthma is like, rude. Yeah. It's rude. Okay, that shit just pop up yeah. on you. Yeah, it's, like I, you was not invited. I remember I tried right. out for a basketball team when I was a kid, and uh-huh. I had thought I had I was outgrowing it a little bit, so I was probably about. 15 or so because mm-hmm. i i outgrew it at about like 17 18 and my family my yeah. dad my dad and my brother big basketball they play basketball my brother played in high school all this shit but i couldn't nice. really i couldn't play when i was young i'd be reading books playing video games and shit because i'm like i'm gonna die but but i finally got strong <laughs> enough i was like okay i'm playing basketball in the neighborhood i'm going out i'm on my uh-huh. bike i'm like i could i could do this now i could finally man i had an asthma attack in the first fucking practice like the the one where you just like uh just getting initiated was like all right, before we play ball, because you know, in my mind, I'm like, hey, I'm out t-shirts. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good at basketball, so like, we get out there. I'm like, I can't wait to play basketball. He's like, all right, put the balls down. Uh, before we play ball, uh, everybody need to run 20 laps. I'm just like, I'm gonna die. And so I, 
like a few laps in i just had an asthma attack and i just remember being like this shit is so cruel because i yeah. i just wanted to hang with the boys i just wanted to kick it i just want to be right. I, I didn't right. even want to be the best i just wanted to be around and make it through practice and that shit yeah. it humbled the fuck out of me i was in there like well i guess my mom can go ahead and uh pick me up because no <laughs> hope she can get that deposit back because there's I'm no like, reason to make it home yeah so Uh-oh. i i can imagine that happening as an adult at this place where you it's basically it's your job at that point i'm doing this thing yeah. and then boom like i can imagine it's also kind of humbling did you struggle to get back on stage after that I definitely did. Um, so it was crazy. May 3rd was when that happened. May 3rd, 2017. Um, I didn't get on stage for an exact month. So the next show I did was June 3rd. And it was a real kind of soft kind of slide back in. Mm. Um, and the only reason I did that show was um, right before I had the incident in Philly where I died, I had just competed in these... Uh, the ABFF, American Black Film Festival, mm. um, has a big film joint in the summertime, typically down in Miami. Sometimes it's in L.A. Mm. every year. And a bunch of, you know, filmmakers come and, you know, actors, you know. Um, it's kind of like one of those types of events. And it's kind of like a three-day joint. Mm. And they've got this uh, part of it called Comedy Wings Competition where they pick, like, like rising talent from all over the country to come and compete in front of all of these decision makers. Mm. Um, so I had competed in a couple of rounds and I had just competed in the semifinals in Atlanta probably a week before I died. Mm. Um, and I made it through and, uh, I was looking forward the the finals were in Miami in June, mm. um, like June 15th or something. So I die in May, May 3rd. Um, I come back and do my first show just kind of as a, like a soft kind of introduction on June 3rd. Mm. And then I fly to Miami to compete in the finals mm. June 15th. So when I was on stage in Miami for the finals of this big competition, it was only the second time I'd been back on stage in a month and a half after dying. And it was like, I mean, when I say this was like a big auditorium, I mean, yeah. Uh, Yvonne Orgy, one of my, who's actually one of my homegirls from Insecure. Yeah, Molly. Uh, yeah, we, we know each other from, she started uh, comedy in D.C. and in Virginia. Okay. So we used to do shows together um, all the time. So she actually hosted the finals mm. of this competition. Um, so, you know, there's tons of people there, and I've got, like, this crazy anxiety. And I feel like I'm going to die on this stage in front of chris spencer and <laughs> all <laughs> at that point it's like a win even if you would have came out and bombed it's a win now to be alive at the end so it's like yeah. you know it's like the, the the bar gets lowered a little bit it's like listen they didn't laugh at shit but i'm alive so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it definitely caused uh anxiety for a long and i still get it mm. every time i'm driving to a show now or your pre-rona right um uh, there's always a point in the drive or while I'm on stage where I feel like I'm having an attack again. Mm. And, and what you said was perfect. I mean, the way when you laugh or you're talking fast and it kicks it up, it makes it yeah. start. So yeah, when I'm on stage and I'm, I find a good riff and I'm laughing with the crowd, you know, sometimes it'll just, you know, push it over mm-hmm. just enough. And then before you know it, you know, 
now I'm on stage, you know, puffing like crazy. Yeah, that shit treacherous, um, dog. Like it's so funny that it's like people take it for granted, but it's literally like uh, laughing can kill you, <laughs> can kill you. Like they, yeah, they don't even know. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like I appreciate the fuck out of these laughs now. Okay, when I like <laughs> after Damon Wayne's almost killed me, I was like every last one of these motherfuckers I get on this earth. I'm appreciate right. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so thankful. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's probably why you laugh so loud because one thing uh, about me and Roger, I told you me and Roger have like a hearty, hearty, like a really mm. loud laugh, and we oh, have went to yeah. yes. And so, um, when I love going to comedy shows where it's like a lot of white people and like the black table, and a lot of times people actually look uh, at us like, "Is it okay?" And uh, I, yeah. I, I realized this a lot of times. Comedians actually start the jokes towards us. Because, like, the whole table will actually laugh. Like, that time, me, Roderick, Nick Jew, and Leonard Brothers went out, and Terrellin, and the whole table was, like, the center of, like, all the comedians. So everybody that came on, they was like, let's target this table, because they laugh, and everybody else will start laughing. Yeah, we definitely a great audience, like, you know. Yeah, that, uh, co- comedians I, love I us. I feel like we helped the audience, and it's not on purpose either, no. so it's not even on some, like, charity shit because i hate a charity laugh that's like mm-hmm. the worst like just call me just tell me i'm not funny you know what i yes. mean like don't do that but but like yeah. you know this, we just have hearty laughs but it's it's just interesting because like i said it's like it, when it happens in your space it, it's something you can't ever not think about have you ever performed at that club again in philly or is, like is that yeah. off limits uh, not yet um it was funny i joked with my wife last night Cause I was telling her, my mind's always spinning about like the next special. What's right. next? What's the next move? Um, and I told her, I was like, I should go back and film a special in yeah. the spot where I died. Mm-hmm. But since this last special was so heavily themed around the death experience, mm, it right. felt like it was going to kind of, kind of, you know, could be mm. overkill I to think. a certain degree. Yeah. Overkill. Um, yeah. Right. Right. No pun intended. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think about it. There's no way that I can't. Yeah. Uh, nah, that would be that would be such a dope idea, though, man. Like it's, I mean, you know, maybe not now, but at some point, man, to go back there and film that special, like, you know, right. that that's it's so poetic. It's almost like it gotta happen. But like, and and I, I know now, I'm sure you're taking it serious, but. You know, right. the, with the Rona out there, it's like, well, when we get some vaccines and shit, then okay. But yeah, so oh, yeah. like, what do you think about stand up in this age of the, you know, yeah. dealing with the Rona? You got people doing like yeah. outside shows, Zoom. you got Zoom, Zoom. comedy, you got right. uh, shit, you got some motherfuckers that's just like, we doing it old school, we don't care. Like, what what do you think seeing all right. this? It's uh definitely difficult times. I mean, like I'm hurting folks, any artist will, I mean, it's it's a struggle. I mean, it went from March third. Oddly enough, Friday, March thirteenth was my last show. Mm. The Rona kind of hit Thursday, March twelfth. I remember right. them shutting down the kids' schools, mm. um, and then the next day I had a show in Virginia, and it ended up being like a real epic show. Like it was like the last show people came out to before everything kind of shut down. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of venues were canceling shows. You know, thankfully, the, the show that I was on, they went ahead and went with it. And, uh, you know, I went on stage with Lysol and gloves on. Right. And, I mean, it was just one of them. It was one of those nights, again, where it felt like Jordan, where the rim was, you know, 10 right. feet wide. And it was just a straight ball. 
and that's the last time I was on stage. You know, mm. I haven't been on stage in you know, almost six months now. Mm. Um, so yeah, it feels, uh, it's scary because, you know, you, you spend, you know, 14 years building a career, you know, unknowns, a special that I think does have the potential of creating some waves. Right. Um, but it's like, you know, how much can you even capitalize on those opportunities? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go and take the meetings, you know, you know, they want to offer you a spot on this sitcom, but they ain't shooting the show no more. It's like all these, right. whatever. Um, as far as clubs, I mean, a lot of smaller clubs, I've seen them go under already. Right. Some of the more major ones, um, like the improvs are holding on. Um, but I mean, like these Zoom, shows like you said i don't think they can support comedy in the way that it's supposed to be consumed right um like i'm a very i'm a purist when it comes to stand-up like i think it should be a mic and a person and a crowd and that's it like you know there's something intimate about it that that's just missing from online you know and i think too that that's a different muscle i don't think people understand a muscle that has to be that has to come on because there's a lot of comedians they're very good at old like not old school but traditional comedy but right. if you get them into snapchat or into instagram right. or into facebook it's, di- it's different it's, it's difficult but you have yeah. some people where that's their lane but they're terrible <laughs> at like traditional stand-up and it's, right. it's also that thing too where like um in a comedy in a room there's a there's a different type of allowance for comedy yes like in a like in a room you can play a little bit with the lines of like i'm gonna go a little over the edge and i'm gonna bring y'all back i'm gonna you know like this joke y'all gonna go ooh, and then the next one y'all gonna laugh at i'm gonna release the tension and i feel like online is not the same it's like Mm -hmm. you know uh people take shit out of context people record shit and put it out like there's not a trust there with the audience that I think you can have a little bit more in person. Exactly. Yeah. In in the room that truly is like a sanctity. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's like an unspoken rule, like you say. There's a trust. Um, that's me. Chappelle and Rock. I mean, yeah. one of the things that they do at shows now, like they take your phones and put them in bags. Yeah. You don't get them back until you leave. Cause, I mean, because such- uh, I forget who said it, but damn, I can't remember who said it. But there was shit was so funny. They was just like nothing's funny in text and they're fucking right like if you take yeah. a stand-up special and just type the shit out and take like put 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 different things on this it, like this shit ain't funny this, he's talking about yeah. so-and-so in this and it's like but if you in the room you right. understand the vibe and it's like it's different so it is taking mm-hmm. something away from comedy like i feel like stand-up like has to come back as stand-up it's, it can't be created recreated into some other shit oh yeah 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 yeah, definitely can. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I think it's pl- a place for all of it. There's a right. place for the, for mm-hmm. the online cats. It's a place yeah, for mm-hmm. everybody. Of course. But, I mean, when you're talking about, yeah, I mean, a Zoom show will never replace, right. you know, sitting and having 300 people looking back at you mm-hmm. and you say that one line and the whole room pops at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's just, yeah, it's something to it that you just can't replace, mm-hmm. man. Um, and then like i said you see some of the comedians out here they like they got the outside shows which i think is a you know it's a pretty good compromise but it's not it's not the same because people ain't packed in as 
tight it's not you know it's, it's things are distracted everybody got mask on you know they they worry about getting the rona too like it's like it's really just we gotta fix the rona first before i feel like all that shit can really come back yeah it's, it's impossible for it to i mean comedy clubs are notoriously you know tight spaces packed in you know they they purposely put the tables close together for the energy factor yes um you know, so all the things that are, it's, it's completely opposite social distancing. Yes, 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 yes exactly. Like, it's a, uh, that's the thing. Like, you be in a comedy club, it's like, this nigga is hitting my elbow, and this other motherfucker yeah. is about to be sweating in my drink. But if a person, <laughs> if a person is funny enough, you don't give a fuck no more. Funny. Yeah, it's just like, oh no, we all in here laughing, and that vibe is crucial to, yeah. to stand yeah. up, in my opinion, man. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So it's something I'm scared about. It's something that I'm very, I mean, I pray about stand up the way I pray for my kids and my family. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's your baby. Mm -hmm. That's my baby. I mean, and it's really something that I, I mean, I honor it. You know, I, I, you know, I I don't bring no bullshit around it. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, when I approach the stage, it's with humbleness. It's with, you know, you know, I respect the talent that God gave me. So it's, you know, everything has to be in line um and i never want to be on some sucker shit you right. know what i mean absolutely so uh you know i i hope that it comes back i don't really see it coming back maybe until maybe like 2022 mm-hmm. like in full force right um but i think when it does i think it's going to be like real celebratory um and i just hope folks like like this is like a a a challenge to all other comics like you right. know we're all in the house right now you know obviously we don't have places to work out but i mean i hope everybody's writing their best shit yeah absolutely so when we when we can come back out in 2022 and start filming specials again i want everybody to be trying to swing for the fences mm. you know to I want people to want to embarrass you with their special. I want, you know. Yeah, I, I really do hope materials coming out of this because it's like this is the time, you know. If your students are life, I feel like everybody shit when they come back gonna have to have some Rona material because we all went through it. But it's gonna yeah. separate the wheat from the chafe. You know, we are gonna find out who the best. Mm-hmm. Karen, what were you gonna say? I was gonna ask you, uh, do you run your jokes past your wife, and she be like, "That's funny. That's not funny." Or you just be like, you know, I'm not oh. gonna include you in the process. Right occasionally i'll uh because i mean most of my jokes kind of just come out of the moments mm. like it's, it's never really i mean some comics literally sit and write right you know they'll sit at a computer for an hour a day and you know if it doesn't come out of me organically i typically don't take it to the stage mm. um so sometimes i will you know say something to her if it comes out like if me and her are laughing together about something mm. and something she says sparks a funny thought in my mind mm. as i'm typing it down i'll say i'll i'll, I'll repeat it back to her you know yeah. just to see if it gets a reaction a second time mm. if yeah. that makes sense no um, it makes sense i uh i live in my head too so a lot of yeah. times that's the other thing too is i'm always coming up with shit anyway uh-huh. so like it, every once in a while i'll share something with karen or something where it's just like well i'm already thinking of this funny sh- so like we'll be watching um tv one has a tv show called for my man yes uh-huh. that's my show uh, it's one of my it's, 
it's my favorite show uh it's uh basically it's like the black version of snap you know what i mean okay. like okay. Pe- people killing people and shit for documentary style all black folks real bad reenactment okay. uh it's, it's beautiful man if anyone i can't recommend the show highly enough uh tv one for my man if you got it in your local area but anyway like sometimes i'll just be watching that shit by myself and i'm always thinking of funny shit the whole time i'm just like Uh you know but every once in a while with karen i'll I'll just breathe i'll just share some inner monologue or something and then that lets me know like okay that shit is funny or whatever (laughs) you know like um i don't like like if a woman kills some uh like one last night a woman killed her married dude she was a side chick to she killed him for her boyfriend who uh uh-huh. who was using her for money mm-hmm. and you know i'll just uh-huh. i'll just wait to, i just wait till like it's going to commercial and be like yeah you know uh that's 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 love right there that's what i would do you know she's like i'm not doing that for you no 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 i'm just like all right all right cool cool um not, not as funny as i thought it was uh <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, I, I had to let him know when people go ride or die i'm ride i'm not die yeah I'm I, not die. yeah right. I, I don't do that part like for, yeah. for if i die you better be a hundred percent in the right like if i'm exactly. going yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm standing for justice i'm not dying over no bullshit i'm like i was i was i was, I was like no nah, i kill a nigga for you just let me know like uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no questions asked you know everybody get one free but no, no. you're not a fan but but yeah it is that and, not, and it also is interesting because me and karen been together forever too um yeah a, it was funny on the special we talked about how you went from like homegirl homeboy to like dating oh, yes. Yes. it is very similar where it's just like and I, it's so weird that people write off in our minds like the idea of like a friend it, it's right. like it's like the separation like this is my best friend i love everything about her we do everything together it's like yeah y'all ever yeah. dated no, no nigga that's disgusting why would i ever i'm like yeah so you telling me we think marriage is till death do you part best friend like we need to share everything finances children but don't let this nigga be your best friend that's crazy like everybody go that don't make no sense you know because uh me and roger we used to uh, ride the bus together and so i sat right behind the bus driver so when i got the bus driver picked me up and we'll pick him up a few stops later so i would get on and sit down and if anybody tried to sit beside me i was like no you can't sit here this seat is already even the bus driver would tell him this seat is already taken right yeah Mm -mm yep Absolutely. and it was a similar experience man seen that, uh-huh. seen that titty changed everything bro <laughs> i'm telling you when the titty come out it's all bets off it changes it everything bro See, I, 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 yeah I, I was the aggressor because my my oh, yeah. husband he that the the cues that go out he missed them all i had to tell him the verizon woman was hitting on him and shit he was like what do you mean i was like that woman was hitting on you sir right she trying to give you free nights and weekends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she trying to get some of your anytime minutes. I don't, I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's what it was for me too. It was like, oh, titties, I'm into these. Yeah, what did, yeah. Why didn't you tell me before? Right. <laughs> you fuck you with these all along. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck with these too? Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. But nah, that's that's dope, man. Like, and uh, to know that you know, um, you know that that in addition to like that relationship, you know it's coming to philly to get you it's the kids oh, yeah. it's it's like you like you said you're in it for you're in it for life like that man and to yeah, have that yeah. you know the person that know to get you some water before you die on the podcast that's what that's it's what we right. all looking for that's what everybody want 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife, you guys remind us of us a lot. I mean, you know, we work very closely together. You know, I'm in stand-up. You know, she works in marketing. She owns mm-hmm. her own marketing firm called the Audacity Group. Go ahead, um, marketing yeah, firm yeah. owner. Yeah, 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 Black yeah. women be doing shit. Did she go on for another degree? You know how we do. But they be like, nobody, black woman. I'm getting another degree. Why? Because right. I can, bitch, because I can. Going to the ride tonight. Come on. I didn't get them all yet, okay? Got to catch them all. all. I want all yeah. the letters behind my name. That's the truth. All of them. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, she was one of the executive producers of the special, you know, her marketing, you know, agency was, you know, integral and, you know, promoting the show and pushing it out. Um, so I mean, it's, that's it's, the a, other it's, part a, it's a beautiful thing. That's the other part that's so funny, man. When people talk about marriage, like people will be like, so you work with your wife? It's like, yeah, I mean, I really do like my wife. Is that okay? Is that like, am I, right. am I, I thought that was the, the, the point. Like, no. Y'all, no. y'all yes. talk yes. to each other. Y'all yes. actually like each other because the, right. the thing about, about, uh, me is that I'm kind of coming into my comedy mind. I don't know if this makes sense. Okay. Like I've, I haven't always been funny. I used to didn't have a sense of humor. Roger kind of got me into a sense of humor because Roger used to say stuff and I would go off and he had, would literally have to calm me down, but like, Karen, I'm, I, I'm joking. So I know right. how it is to go right. from a non sense of humor to a sense of humor. And I so understood. for me, uh, I'm putting pieces together and like learning how to do, uh, ands, like the add on and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually a lot yeah. better than I used to be. And I have the cushion of our audience because sometimes my jokes are fucking terrible, but that's the fun <laughs> part of it is that they bad. Yeah, they do. They, bad, right? they don't, they don't give a fuck. Like it's, it's like a little bit I get mad cause I'm like, I worked on mine and y'all, <laughs> y'all gave me the same laugh as Karen being like, this fun makes no sense, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out here. <laughs> And we yeah, get the same, yeah. we get the same laugh and Karen don't care, but. Nope. Hey, hey, Jason, tell them where to, uh, cause we're about to hit the, the, the time limit. Okay, tell, yeah. tell them where to get the album mm-hmm. or the stand up special and, um, and where to find you and all that stuff. Yep. So, uh, you can stream the special. If you want to watch, phys- physically watch the special, go to Amazon, uh, Prime Video. Um, you know, everybody got that. Everybody got jailbroken fire sticks. Um, <laughs> 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 That so is, this should be that, easily that, accessible. That is the, uh, that is the best slash worst now is motherfuckers got all the, it's like, yo, man, I seen your special. It's like, oh, for real? Yeah, man, I uh, got it off of YouTube. You're like, oh. Right, right, right. I mean, thank uh, you, but damn. Thank you. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, the special uh, on Amazon Prime, um, but it's also an album. So if you want to listen to the audio version of it, you can go to Pandora mm-hmm. and type it in. It's on Sirius XM. Uh it's pretty much everywhere. iTunes, uh, you can get it through Google Play, um, a bunch of different places, but, uh, th- th- those are the main, main joints. Um, also, if you can go to my site, my website, jasonweemscomedy.com, um, all my socials linked right there. Um, on Instagram, I'm at jasonweemscomedy, Twitter's at jweemscomedy, and Facebook's, uh, jasonweemscomedy. There you go, man. I'll make sure to put it all in the show notes, man. Mm-hmm. We we appreciate you coming through, man. It was it was such a great time. This it's, is fun. It's so crazy. Like yesterday, we had a guest that uh, had to cancel at the last minute, so yeah. I, I was in here nervous and shit. Like, man, 
it can't be two days in a row like it's two like, days right yeah but it was, it was like you it came through out. man completely like uh oh, you killed you. it bro so we appreciate you man we do. um for for y'all the rest of y'all will be back uh saturday for our feedback show for our premium members we're gonna do the sports show and stuff tomorrow um and i'm trying to think that's i think that's it we've been so busy the last couple of weeks i had i had to stop and be like we got some shit to do friday saturday i, I think know. we can actually breathe we yeah. can take the time off and just breathe and relax so all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>